Stambic IBTC Asset Management. Email assetmanagement at stambicibtc.com to get started. Stambic IBTC Asset Management, a member of Standard Bank Group. It's part of our life that naturally hey. You wanna tell our stories effectively uh, Do it now, we'll pluck a C30 Yeah, Nokia, C30 what? Real wide screen, so flex on it Clear pictures, that's why I love it What? Nokia, C30 Yeah, Nokia, C30 We could do this all day long Thanks to the battery that lasts for long Nokia, love it, trust it, keep it You want happiness Invest in seeing more of it around you. <laughs> you want love, right? Invest in those who love you. I, I love you. I love you too, You darling. want recognition. Invest in yourself, in your craft, in what you're born to do, and in who you are. You want more money. Well, invest with Stambic IBTC Asset Management. Email assetmanagement at stambicibtc.com to get started. Stambic IBTC Asset Management, a member of Standard Bank Group. It's part of our life that naturally hey. We want to tell our stories effectively uh, Do it now, we'll pluck a C30 Yeah, Nokia, C30 what? Real wide screen, so flex on it Clear pictures, that's why I love it What? Nokia, C30 Yeah, Nokia, C30 uh, We could do this all day long Thanks to the battery that lasts for long hey. Nokia, love it, trust it, keep it There's a new cuisine in town. A glass of wine, a cup of coffee, and if you're like me, a glass of smoothie. With signals served on Lagos Talks 91.3 every Saturday at 10 a.m. Your mind will dream again. A signals on it 1.3 Lagos Talks. My name is Adeomi Ushede. This morning we'll go straight. It's the first Saturday in the month of March, and like the pastors will say, March 4th. Um, okay, we'll go straight to signals business where we sell our businesses in 30 seconds, where we pitch our businesses in 30 seconds. You know how we do it every Saturday morning. Please, I won't call her. You would not call me last week, so I missed you. So please call. Thank you. Your name, your location, what do you sell? What's unique about your business, your product, your service? And if you want to sell on behalf of someone, Please do call us and sell on behalf of the person. That will be your gift to them. And how can we reach you? Your WhatsApp line is fine. The numbers to call is 0809-191-3913-0809-222-0913-0809-234-5913. Please reduce the volumes of your radio set. 0151-51913. Or zero one five one five zero nine one three. A signals business where we pitch our businesses in thirty seconds. Hello, good morning. Hello. Good morning. Good morning. Thank you for calling. This is Rufus. Okay, I'm from first apartment, joining apartment for some teachers to good parking space in making and we have land in the east as well as in the for this complex houses. So how can we read? So my number zero seven zero three eight seven six eight two zero nine. Thank you. Hello. Good morning. Hello. Good morning. Good morning. Your name or where you calling us from? Yeah, my name is John. From calling from Mogba. Okay, what's John selling? Yeah, 
We are into solar products. We do solar installation, we do solar training, and we also sell anything solar. So how can we reach you? Yeah, my phone number is zero zero three four five four nine one eight one. Thank you. Hello, good morning. Hello, good morning. Good morning. Your name or where you calling us from? My name is Mary J. Okay. From where? I'm calling from Aoudou. What are you selling? So, I sell language products. So, what's unique about the business is the product is that it's very organic and you get to be paid by using the product. Okay, so, so, my number is 090 5711 7350. Hello, good morning. <coughs> Hello. Good morning. Good morning. Your name or where you calling us from? Okay, my name is uh, Tyrese. I'm coming from Lucky. Okay. Go ahead. I uh, went to uh, renewables. When we were talking about solar, they would give you 24 hours electricity supply, and they comes a low maintenance and it's safe and reliable. So With you? solar, you can save thousands of naira starting from day one. Our professionals. Okay. Our phone number, WhatsApp line is uh, zero zero. Mm-hmm. Two seven three six seven five six three. Thank you. Hello, good morning. Hello. Hello, good morning. Good morning. Your name or where are you calling us from? Uh, my name is Elizabeth. Um, What's Elizabeth selling? Uh, I do fabric, new fabric, and Ankara. Okay, so how can we reach you? What's that number? Oh, take your number again. Zero Thank you. Hello, good morning. Hello, good morning. Good morning. Your name or where you calling us from? So my name is Fred. I'm calling from Lagos. I am calling from Lagos. I work with a multi-sectoral business organization with key interest in real estate, oh. agriculture, oil and gas, and banking and finance. So our banking sector offers 20 percent in every of our fixed deposit accounts. So we give 20 percent, which any other bank hardly gives. So you can reach me for more details. You can reach me on zero eight zero six seven two one four nine zero five. Thank you. There are more than enough businesses, please. Now, apart from real estate, please. The numbers to call is 009. I want, I don't want real estate to the other businesses 009 234 5913 or 0809-191-3913 or 0809-322-0913. Zero one five one five one nine one three or zero one five one five zero nine one three. It signals business where we pitch where we sell a business or product or services in thirty seconds. And if you want to sell on behalf of someone, please do sell. Your name, your location, what do you sell? What's unique about your business, your product, your service, and how can we reach you? Your WhatsApp line is fine. Hello, good morning. Hello. 
please do call us back and reduce the volumes of your radio sets. Your name, your location, what do you sell? What's unique about your business? And how can we reach you? Zero zero nine two three four five nine one three zero eight zero nine one nine one three nine one three zero eight zero nine two three four five nine one three zero one five one five one nine one three or zero one five one five one nine one three hello good morning Hi, good morning. Good morning. Your name or where are you calling us from? Uh, my name is Unoma. I'm calling from Ogwa, Lagos. Okay. Are you selling? Yes. So, um, I'm a creative person. So, what I do is I help people to write. Uh, that's copywriting. I can help you write your adverts, mm-hmm. help you write um, things for emails that you like to send to clients. Um, I also have the special notes package. Let me help you write very personal in-depth notes to your loved ones. You could use it for their birthday. You could use it for just to celebrate. And like we have this one for women's day now. So if you're a man, we can help you write what you would give to your wife on okay. women's day so or for Sunday. <laughs> how can we reach you? Okay, my number is 0703 399 Thank you. And you made my morning. Because <laughs> that voice was just sweet. Anyway, hello, good morning. Hello. Good morning. Yeah, my name is Eos. Okay. I'm calling from Adria. What are you selling? We offer a fermentation and pest control service for cockroaches, rats, snakes, rodents, general kind of um, pest control service. You want to treat any kind of them. Um, issue with them and uh, we are professionals and they're very prompt and then our service is very very reliable we'll give you six months guarantee without test anymore in your apartment and our phone number is zero zero seven three six zero eight one seven zero thank you wow that's good zero zero nine one nine one three nine one three or zero eight zero nine triple two zero nine one three Zero eight zero nine two three four five nine one three zero one five one five one nine one three or 0150 It's Signals Business where we pitch what we sell our businesses in 30 seconds. Your name, your location, what do you sell? What's unique or special about your product, your service, your business? And um, how can we reach you? Your WhatsApp line is fine. And reduce the volumes of your radio set 009 191 We have different businesses. Please call us, creatives call us and Come and pitch, come and sell your markets. Yes, come and sell your market. Zero one five one five one nine one three. Um, and two, <laughs> I have two minutes to go. Zero one five one five one nine one three or zero one five one five zero nine one three. Zero eight zero nine two three four five nine one three. Hello, good morning. Hello. Hello, good morning. Please do call us back zero eight zero nine two three four five nine one three 
0815151913 I have 1 minute to go 0151509133 Hello good morning Hello Good morning please speak up Yes please Yeah my name is Peter uh, Hope Tencho. Yeah, I'm calling from Ikorodu. Oga, your name? I'm into property. Your name, your name? Peter Hope Tencho. Okay. Yeah, we are into selling property, affordable property. Ikorodu, Lagos Island, and NBA. Properties are affordable. So and we can ask So how can we yeah. reach you? Yeah, zero eight one zero eight one two four 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 six two six. That's my WhatsApp line. Yes, please. Thank you. Okay, we lost that. Um. Hello. Good morning. Hello. Good morning. Good morning. Your name and where you calling us from, sir? Uh, my name is Ken David. Speak up. Yeah. Um, I do all kind of diabetes, vehicle diabetes, eating of the dog, the wire on vehicle. So that's what I get. Okay, so give us your number. Zero zero. Mhm. Three two. Mhm. Nine nine. Mhm. Zero two. Mhm. Three four. Thank you. And that's it for Signals Business. We'll be right back. Don't go anywhere. I wish. happiness invest in seeing more of it around you <laughs> you want love right invest in those who love you i, I love you i love you too you darling. want recognition invest in yourself in your craft in what you're born to do and in who you are you want more money well invest with stambic ibtc asset management email asset management at stambicibtc.com to get started stambic ibtc asset management a member of standard bank group it's part of our life that naturally we want to tell our stories effectively uh do it now with like a c30 yeah nokia c30 real wise green so flex on it clear pictures that's why i love it what nokia c30 yeah, Nokia C30 uh, We can do this all day long Thanks to the battery that lasts for long Nokia, love it, trust it, keep it There's a new cuisine in town A glass of wine, a cup of coffee And if you're like me, a glass of smoothie With signals served on Lagos Talks 91.3 Every Saturday at 10am Your mind will dream again Welcome back to Signals on 91.3 Lagos Socks. My name is Adiomi Osude. This morning we'll be looking at um, understanding HR management. A very special thanks to Amma, Kam, Am, Amma, Amarachi. Sorry, don't, don't kill me. Um, this morning we'll be looking at understanding HR management and let's demystify 
HR management and what we should know. Are there unspoken rules when it comes to managing relationship between staff and management? And then there's this thing that happened within the week where people were begging, it was on Twitter, where people were begging their HR that please now let us come late to work <laughs> because there's more scarcity. And all of that we'll be touching this morning. Um, Signals Business. Signals Business will continue next week, Saturday morning. She finished her secondary school at secondary school education at Queen's College, Lagos, before proceeding to University of Lagos. <laughs> Where she completed a BSc in psych- sociology. She holds an MBA with a focus on employee relations from the University of Leicester, UK. She was awarded the award for employee- employability, having finished top in her class in accounting and the top 5% overall. She has developed core capacity in human resource processes and competency management processes in organizational development as well as creating strategic partnership between HR and management. She has over 20 years of experience in HR and relation in oil and gas, financial services, education and sales. And she's currently the head of HR and corporate services at Falcon Corporation Limited, a whole indigenous midstream oil and gas value pair. Well, she's most passionate about human capital as a driver of business and environmental sustainability. Her name is um, Chidima Maduka. Welcome to Signals. Thank you. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, thank you. Okay, that's so, me. Yes, that's you. <laughs> that's me. <laughs> okay, then we're going straight to Signals and we're talking, we're asking a lot of questions. A lot of times, um, now let's even take it from this whole um, false scarcity, mm. fuel scarcity and um, people ranting on Twitter that our HR should understand you. We are coming little. <laughs> what do you have to say about yeah. that first? Well, first of all, the fuel scarcity is really, really hard on everyone. Um, it's unprecedented. I mean, we've had fuel scarcity before, but this one just seems to be never... We don't even know where it's coming from. We don't know when it's ending. Mm. So it's kind of difficult to plan with it. Uh, so, of course, HR people should be considerate, of course, of the fact that people are, are going through this hardship at this time. But depending on the organization and sort of policies that they have, um, it might be difficult uh, for the HR to even bring to the fore these sort of, you know, interventions. Let us help staff out. Um, some organizations don't have the culture where they can do that. Um, but of course, since HR is supposed to be advocate for people, they must advocate in this instance because it is really untold hardship. Is- it is untold hardship. Mm. If you're in an organization where you're not even doing remote work anymore and it's not hybrid, maybe like alternate days, um, really at this point you must either think about adjusting the start time mm. for, for staff, instituting maybe um, hybrid work where people can work remotely, at least at this time, um, just try and bring things to the conversation of management to let them know that this actually is affecting not only their mental health, their physical health, and really is wasting productive time. Just sitting down in traffic for hours and hours and hours, you know. Okay. And then, you know, it's just something that you must do. It's not the easiest thing to do because HR is pretty much in the firing squad at this time. Yes, so, yes, yes, what yes. can you do? <laughs> you have to do your best. Okay, then. Um, before you came on, you, you, you briefly said something and I held on to. You, say, you said that... Um, you manage people's careers. Tell me. And then I was working and it just occurred to me that I was going to ask you that. It's, 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 it's really the thing. All of us are in organizations managing your individual careers. Mm. You know, you want to do well. You want to move forward. HR has the task of managing everyone's career. Mm. 
like the career management, so to speak, of everybody else. So their hopes, their dreams, their aspirations, their fears, their discomforts, you know, is is their anger. HR is uh, really, I really believe HR is a calling. It's not just something you can do without um, empathy. empathy, thinking about how this is affecting people's lives. Mm-hmm. You know, is affecting their, their the, the schools their children can go to, the houses they can live in, the cars they can drive, because your decisions as HR can affect their entire lives, or not just themselves, of their families. Mm-hmm. So really being able to balance it in the most equitable um, way that is fair for everybody and is just without putting your emotions you can be empathic but you cannot be emotional hmm. because wow. you know empathic you have to think about that's two different things oh yes you can you can be empathic like, i can understand the sentiments of where this person is coming from but i cannot be emotional that because of that it should affect the product the pro- yeah even the 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 objective nature of what it is that you're doing for hr you must be able to look at things devoid of emotion you know, to come to a logical conclusion in a way that is um, understanding of the person. So not just anybody can just do HR. I mean, you can try, but to be able to balance all that. And then HR is also a very lonely job. So lonely because who would you share with in the organization? You spend most of your waking hours at work, but you have to be able to do that job, be nice to everyone, and still remove yourself from everyone. Because some decisions that need to be taken, HR cannot share with anyone. Mm. You know, sometimes you're the one that is preparing the document for your office bestow mm. to leave the organization or to be given a query or a warning. Yeah, you know, how, how do we balance that? How do you balance it? Which is why I say, you know, when you're doing HR, it's not just, oh, because some people see HR as a low-hanging fruit. Uh, I can't really do this job, but at least I can do this one. You know, it seems like it's okay. But HR is a very, very difficult job. It's a very difficult job. As I said, apart from managing everybody's um, careers, mm. you have to balance between management and the staff. And yet you are a staff, you know. So you're walking, <laughs> you're walking that tight rope. Where are you? Are you here? Are you not? Are you there? You know, so being able to put all that in perspective, making sure that the organization remains productive, making sure the employees are engaged, happy and productive at the same time is the role of HR. In summary. Let's walk back 20 years. Hmm. No, 20 years. Let's pack it in. In, let's say, 30, let's say one minute. And, okay. Um, tell me what HR has taught you in 20 years. And, but that's a lot and well done. Thank you. Um, HR. HR is really um, taught me the fact that no matter how much technology we have, no matter how advanced we go to, um, people are always going to be important in every organization. You know, I know there's artificial intelligence now and there's all this, you know, high tech ways of doing things. But the people, somebody needs to control those robots. No, someone needs to control the machine. Somebody needs to control the system. I mean, look at the setup you have here, you know. So HR has taught me that people are the most important assets in any organization, no matter how much tech you have running in there. If you don't take care of your people, everything will come to everything will come to ruin, you know. Understanding the culture, how do people behave, what are you selling? Like not just the values you have printed on paper, but how is that translated inside the company, into the lives is so important. And that's what it has taught me. I've worked in different industries and I was even doing portfolio management at the time before I moved into HR. And I moved in because I knew that it's important how you make money, how you do your business. But see those people, if you get it wrong, people-wise, your whole business will just just crumble 
<laughs> now, for, for a lot of businesses, mm-hmm. sometimes they don't see the need to have HR. Because they're like, I'm just, I mean, I'm just five people. I'm just six people. What do I need it for? <laughs> I hear this all the time. All the time. In fact, that is what informed my decision to go into HR. The company I worked at, we didn't have any HR. We had admin, you know, and then the rest of the services. We had no HR. And I remember when I told uh, my managing director at the time that I wanted to do HR. You know, first of all, he even laughed in my face. And he told me, oh, HR, HR is not for smart people. You know, oh, we, so smart nice. people don't. Yeah, but it was that, just. That was, that but was it was the understanding, and mm-hmm. I still see it today. Many people don't feel the need to have structured human resources, but of all the resources, as I've just mentioned earlier, your people are your most important asset. Even if there are two, if you're selling a product that you've spent money bringing it from wherever, packaging it, branding it, who is going to sell it? Who is going to be the one to talk about that product? People. It's the people. So if you don't take care of your people. Everything you're doing could just, as I said, just come to nothing. Because, Mm. I mean, all of us have been in businesses where the sales girl is selling you her personal products. It's happened to me. I was in an establishment. The girl was doing my hair. It was a salon. She was giving me her Instagram number. Tell me she can come to my house and do it. In another person's establishment. I've seen it in many places. Retail places. So, when you don't take care of your people, like, in a way that they understand... I am not just a tool. I am actually a useful resource. I'm part of a, of a story. Mm. I'm part of your culture. I've, you've ingrained me in my fabric. Then you still keep having this sort of thing. So whether you have a two-man business, you mustn't have somebody fully on staff for HR, but make sure you have something in place that you're thinking about. Get employee service done independently. Hear from your people. What are they thinking? How do they feel about working there? So they can take those things and then impute them into how... You do work moving forward. Okay. Well, we've had um, we've had COVID happen, right? And as first people to go home, and then recently, I think it was Google. I read the news. Google says, "Okay, you will come back to work." Ah, Rona, <laughs> Rona, <laughs> Rona. We had Rona happen, and people were were home, and mm. some people also lost. A lot of people lost their jobs. Yeah. Now. Rona, we've pushed Rona back and it's almost as if it's Ukraine. That is taking we have the, Ukraine now. Yeah, we have yeah, Ukraine we have now. And for somebody who is professionally trained but can't even get back into the job space because, okay, how much am I going to get paid? Now we're coming, mm-hmm. talking payment. How much am I going to get paid? How do you think they should balance themselves when they're selling themselves out? Okay, you're trying to get back into the workforce. Yes, into the workforce. Okay. And um, first of all, just talking about COVID, um, quickly... <laughs> I really think that COVID was a wonderful opportunity. Really? I do. Okay. Now hear me when I say I'm, this. I'm, I'm <laughs> hear me what I mean. First of all, um, it gave everyone an opportunity to pause. By force, you have to pause and think. Mm. What is it that I'm actually doing? You know, many of us were going to work. We're just going on this rat race in companies you didn't really you know, feel part of. You didn't enjoy your job and all of that. And you were just there. And then... Um, also, it gave you perspective about your life, your family, the decisions you're making. So everybody had to stop, stop, really, yes. and think. And I think that is something, because our lives are so busy, you Very. don't have the opportunity to do. So for those who were, I mean, unfortunately, if you had to lose your job in that time, mm. you will also have taken time to really understand what it is that you are selling. You, as a professional, who are you? Some of us have done many jobs in organizations, just kind of scattered everywhere because it was, there was this job opening. You went there, you went there, you went there. So now that you're out and you're trying to get back in, 
you should have a moment to articulate what is your value proposition. What can you actually do in an organization? And that's not the jobs that you've had. Mm. It's what can you do? And when you understand your value proposition, then you're not able to pitch yourself for the jobs that you know you can do very well. You know, because experience is still is still very important. Certification has its place. But experience is very, very important. Mm. So don't think about um, where you've worked before because unfortunately you might not be able to get a commensurate job. That's the reality of the job market. You might have been working at a place that was paying you a lot of money um, in a different sector and now you're in a different, you're going to be working in a different sector. So first of all, just think about the fact that what can you offer? What is your value proposition? Target those areas you know that you're passionate about and you can actually contribute meaningfully and then um, just get back in. Don't first think about how much it will be. Just first get back into the market because the market has a way of opening other channels for you as opposed to when you're out. Mm. So I would say don't let remuneration be um, the deciding factor. Just get back in there and then contribute your quota. Keep working. And then what's today? More, more opportunities. I don't know how it works, but sometimes being in work attracted to other jobs. jobs yes. Yeah, so um, just first get back into the market. And then when you're there, you can now pick and choose where you're going. Now, yeah. you spoke about certifications. Now, what are the prerequisites for graduates who are looking to break into paid employment other than their certificates? Okay. Really well Nigeria, uh, Nigeria is wonderful because, first of all, many of us, well, maybe in the older generation, I can't really say for the later millennials, maybe the older millennials and the Gen Xs, many of us studied what we were given in school. The very few of us had the opportunity <laughs> to actually study what you wanted to study. Nigeria mm. University just kind of gave you something. Just um, gave you. So, um, when you're trying to get back in, when you're trying to get a job, you know, some people kind of crowd themselves out with certificates very early on without any experience. And I say, if you're an entry-level staff, just get your feet wet. You know, that's why I really love the NYSC, not really for how it's structured, but what it gives, what it affords people the opportunity to do, which is just learn. Go somewhere, you know, and learn something. Um, we have people that also do the SWEZ program, um, where you internship. It's also a wonderful opportunity. Use it. And actually, while you're there, Try and contribute meaningfully and learn things around there. You used to send us a lot to come back. And that is so bad. You know, when people do that, it's so bad. Even in my organization now, I don't let it happen. Because I'm like, this person is not here to be your errand person. It's not to go and buy food, drink. What can you learn? And sometimes I even have the manager structure out a learning plan, documented that we can track. You should mm. learn this and should learn that and should learn that. Um, it's just helpful for the for the, for the the employee. So if you just start out from, an organized, from university... Mm. Just go and work somewhere. Do something. Get your feet wet. Get into the working cycle. And then after that, when you're now clear, what is your profession, which is different from what you studied? When you're now clear what your profession is, then you can now add certification to establish your body of knowledge in that area. But please don't start off first gathering certifications. What if you don't really want to do that anymore? Hmm. You don't even know yourself, really, when you finish university. Like, what are you? I studied sociology. And I worked in investment banking and then I ended up in HR in oil and gas. That could never have been the trajectory no. I would have thought <laughs> my life would take. So when you first finish school, just work, explore as many things as you can, a variety of things. And when you acquire what you want to focus on, then get certification to augment that. Now, let's talk about um, productivity, work, workforce productivity. People hmm? say that, okay, not people. I am I'm of the opinion that Time is of the essence. I'm always time is of the essence. And 
and it looks as if you're pushing people to um, work, work, work. But then mm -hmm. I realized that um, we say 24 hours is not enough. But then we waste 24 hours. We do waste 24 hours. So how then are most business owners, most HR um, professionals be able to monitor their employees' productivity, their, their, at least the work that they put in within the time frame that they come to work? Good question, actually. Workforce productivity um, is an open debate and it keeps going on. My personal opinion, however, is that you can force people to work. You can't force them to work. You can put somebody in front of a computer does not mean that they are working. Okay. You can give the person things to do. I believe that you should structure out what people need to do. Let them understand what the outcomes of those things are. As in that's the work products. Mm, and then KPS. Give them something structured. And then let them do it within a time frame. What I don't think is productive is managing people on a day to day. You know, people actually react strongly to when they are treated like children when they are adults what did you do today did you come in what time what did you do wait let me pick them up but you know that um not most of the time sometimes people actually don't have personal yes so so you look at somebody now and this is people coming to work versus a lot of times you've and i'm sure that you've heard it that you want to employ people and they say they want remote but i'm saying okay fine remote I want full time. How am I sure that the remote mm -hmm. will do my work? So this is the thing. So <laughs> even the question of remote hybrid really comes down to a trust relationship. Many organizations do not trust their employees to do the right thing, which is why they are... Um, Come to work. They are, yes, I need to see you at work. Yeah. Many employees, too, uh -huh. don't trust their organizations, which is why when they're at home, they're doing other things, personal runs, sometimes even working for other people on management time. So, as I said, it's a trust relationship. And I know it's not something all organizations can readily do. Mm. So there are things that you can put in place. Of course, you have um, performance contracts, which is where you identify their KPIs and that you make sure that people sign off on them and they know what they need to do. Um, there are tools you can put on their computer to know when they log on. Um, there are things like that that you can do to ensure people are working. I don't personally think that these are effective tools. I really don't. Because people are smart enough to game the system. I worked in an organization where we had um, remote work. And the system was such that when you're on your computer, you first log on. There was a software we, we, we used. And the number of hours you spent on your computer, it, will che it could check. Because it could... Um, it could monitor your keyboard movements. Hmm. Yeah, this was even many years before COVID. <laughs> you know, this was many years before COVID. But one day, but one day we had a meeting. We had a meeting. It was an ad hoc meeting because something happened. It was an emergency. We had a meeting and then we could see that everybody was online. So like, let's quickly have uh, a webinar, WebEx, WebEx meeting, like a Zoom meeting yeah. of today. And everybody's video came on and this guy's video, who was online from the computer, came on it was his kids that were on the video and they said oh daddy has gone somewhere but he said that we should if he press this thing you know it was so embarrassing for everybody it was embarrassing for us all and that was just the truth and i had a conversation that was the end of hybrid they know everybody come to work but then i told my um my manager the same thing as well you need to be able to trust people have to have 
confidence. We have to educate people why we're doing it. What are the benefits of doing that? Okay. So they don't abuse it. Okay. But, you know, putting all these things, they're gadgets, they're there. But if you don't trust, you have to extend that trust. Again, people. It's people. Okay. It signals a light to 1.3. We're talking understanding HR management with Chidima Maduka. And if you have questions, comment, call us. WhatsApp was 0809-234-5913. Or call us 0809-191-3913. Now, is it more difficult to mentor individuals considering the current high unemployment rate to keep them focused? Is it more difficult to mentor? Yes. Is it difficult? Is it more difficult to mentor individuals, considering the current high unemployment rate, to keep them focused? Now we have high employment, unemployment. People do not have jobs. Yeah. And we, so there is high unemployment rate, and then there is the mentorship. Oh, come on, mentor, come on, mentor. The two words apart. <laughs> First off, there's a difference between mentoring and coaching. Okay. So, a mentoring means that you're following in my footsteps uh, summarily. That means I've done something, you like it, you want to do exactly the same thing I've did, I've done. So, you want me to give you a blueprint. Coaching, on the other hand, is to guide you on your own choices of what you want to do. Um, just kind of like an accountability, giving you guidance and that sort of thing. Now, there is a high rate of unemployment and... Um, but you know, I, I meet a lot of people who say, oh, can you mentor me? I want you to mentor me. And really, what they really want... Selfie. It's not really mentoring. <laughs> it's a friend. They want a friend. They want to have a network. They mm. want somebody that they know higher up as they, they feel mm. um, that can give them connect. That's what they're looking for. It's not quite mentoring. Mentoring is hard work. If you really want someone to mentor you, it is not even an easy process at all. Because the person will give you assignments, the person will give you tasks, the person will follow up, the person will expect you to have a certain level of discipline, you know, and then you have to be reporting. Every day. All the time, you know. So sometimes, after a while, you'll be dodging. If you have a real mentor, you'll be dodging the person because you're like, ah, this is not what I signed up for. But yeah, so unemployment, I'm not sure whether mentoring is the response to unemployment Really, what people need when they are unemployed is the opportunity to actually do some kind of work. And coaching, I believe, is actually the tool they should use because my industry and yours might be different, but you need someone that will give you accountability, someone that will force you to have a plan, someone that will challenge you and make sure that you're actually doing what you said you were going to do, you know, mm -hmm. um, as opposed to mentoring where, you know, it's like... I want to be just like you, and which really is not what you're <laughs> yeah, looking for. Like, how does HR department identify and improve the needs of staff? The needs. Uh, needs are wide. Staff need many things. Uh. They need compensation. They need rewards. They need recognition. They need engagement. They need culture. Yeah, well, if you're in HR, well... Some HR people are specialists and some are generalists. Some generalists mean they do full spectrum HR. That is everything end to end from recruitment all the way to resignation or termination and everything in between. And some people just specialize either in recruitment, training and development. I'm sure you see that all the time. People have different, you know, um, specialties. So if you're a specialized HR, then of course you're just focusing on that area. But if you're like us, you're a generalist and you're trying to say, how do you balance out what people need. What I would say is really, first of all, you need to understand first off what the business strategy is, where's is the business going 
and what is the business trying to achieve and then understand what the people's needs are and then see how you can balance it. And for the business side, you need to understand, I mean, look at their financials, look at, have conversations with the promoters of the business or people that are more senior. If there's no documented strategy, document, if there's strategic document, please go and read it. Read it and understand it very well. So you understand where the company is going to, what their short-term plans and long-term plans are. Then for the employees, try and do some independent survey, um, employee engagement. That has nothing to do with HR. People from outside come so you can get the true picture okay. of what is going on. And then try and marry the two. Okay, Let's pick this yeah. call. Okay. Hello, good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Yeah. Good morning, sir. Good morning. My name is Dario. Your name is? Calling from Dario. Yeah. Okay. Okay, I just want to ask about um, increments of uh, salary. Is it by law in Nigeria that some of the increase annually? And if it is, at what what percentage of um, the employees are this are listening to the radio? Thank you so much. Okay, we are back to that. Ah, or that's water. <laughs> Great question. Salary salary increase. Yes, but salary increase is not a legal requirement. It's not a legal requirement. Um, salary increase is a is an organizational. Um, um, requirement on a policy. Okay. So, what does your policy have regarding increment of salaries? Some companies have an annual increase of about ten percent. That's the first of the uh, new year. They increase your salary, but I find this is usually in IOCs, um, international organizations, who are basing their policy based on another of their subsidiary business units that have that sort of thing. So in Nigeria, we don't have anything legal that mandates companies to increase your salary. Um, but what I know is that usually is based on performance um, per individual. And then when is the sector, when is the entire organization, then is something, if it's not documented, that your HR will have to advocate for. So if it's been a while, like I'm not mean a while, I mean three to five years, and you've not had a general. That means you've not promoted everyone, mm-hmm. and then the salary has not been reviewed. Of course, based on economic indices, that's why it's very important. As I said, HR is not for everybody. You have to be able to understand the economic indices. They say that the bills are increasing, but our salaries are not increasing. No, it's not, but the bills are increasing. But if the inflation rate in your in your country where you're working has increased, what you could buy five years ago, you can't buy the same thing now. So who now bears the burden of of inflation? Nigeria's inflation has increased. Company stars are saying that they want more increase, and the company say we don't have money. And then sometimes they f- sometimes starts to feel that the company is lying. But we have money. We are seeing. So that's money. it. So that is it. <laughs> You know, ultimately, it's a trust relationship. When you say a company does not have money, what does that mean? Mm. Now, there might be inflows into the organization which staff can see. But what are the liabilities of that company? Are they in debt? Are they servicing loans of banks? (laughs) You know, are they in the middle of a huge capital-intensive project? Which is why I feel that HR must always ensure that management is transparent to staff. Have town halls, have meetings, let staff know the truth. Now, now, this is if you actually have an ethical company that's doing the right thing. I'm not talking about those that are unethical because say you don't have money yet, you have a Land Cruiser Jeep outside your door, new one just came. I'm not talking about those companies, I'm talking about the companies 
who are actually trying to do slope. the best thing. Because okay. if you're trying to do the best thing, you know, you're just thinking about yourself. You have to come about in the entire business. Okay, so let's look at it this way now. And I'm going to pose this directly to you. Now, for you, Chidima, um, what's the ideal time for companies to increase staff salary? What's the ideal time? Just your personal opinion. Devoid of... <laughs> <laughs> of where you're coming from but just what if a staff has been on the same position for three years yeah. and you've done performance appraisal cycles as in thoroughly mm. and the person's salary has not been increased the person has not been promoted and the salary has not been increased you have a problem okay three okay. years is a long time to okay. be in one state mm. without movement Okay. Yeah. So why 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 did you pick three years? Okay, because in most organizations, at least you have one appraisal cycle. Mm. Some they have two, but say you have one. Three appraisal cycles means um, three sixty-five days. Okay, with 21, 21 working days a month for one year, two years. By the third performance appraisal cycle, if that staff is a like is a staff that cannot be remedied, mm. then either you're thinking about doing something with that staff, either training, developing, changing to another department, something else. But if the person has actually been performing, working, actually contributing their quota effectively, I think two performance appraisal cycles within two years is enough time. Whatever needs to have been done with that employee should have been done. And if the person has been performing adequately, then the salary should okay, so should follow well, suit. You know, there's this thing that happens when staff go and meet their bosses that we need increase in salary. Staff is, or guys angry. Mm. Staff is angry. Where what? Um, how do people manage that? Because yes, they want more. Yes, they mm. feel that they've they've, they've given ended, you their words and all of that. So, how should the conversation go? I'm coming to meet you. Mm-hmm. That please, mom. I think it's high time. You know, it's always, my salary. Oh, yes, but that should not be the conversation. I always tell people you you shouldn't have a conversation about salaries. I don't think you should be. First conversation should be about how you are contributing to the company. Are you contributing to the company? Has it been established that you're performing? Mm. Yes. If that is established that you've been performing, then the other fallouts of a staff that is high performing should follow. Either promotion. <laughs> Movements. There must be movements. Okay, let, let me just pause on that. Yeah. Hello, good morning. Uh, sorry about that. Send us a WhatsApp message zero eight zero nine two three four five nine one three or zero eight zero nine one nine one three nine one three. Movements. Let's go back to movements. Yes. Yeah, so I think there should be movement, and I think the conversation should be centered around that. When you come into your okay. Hello. Hello. Yeah, hello, me, Dario again. Dario. My question is almost about uh, the is about the pension, BHMO, or you know, is we, we need a company policy or the federal government policy that all companies must have such plans for each staff. Okay, thank you. Like so, uh, like yeah. Thank you so much. Okay. Yes, thank you, Dahiru, for that question. So, salary increase is not statutory. Well, pension is, okay. and you must have pension in place and HMO. If you have employees over five, more than five employees, a statutory that you must have. You must pay their pension and you must have a HMO in place. That one is not even 
whether they are nice to you or not. It's just what the law is. Okay. And so you should um you should So by law business owners should do pensions and HM. By law is not an option of if you're making money. If you're you not must money. Pay. pension is different. Okay. Because your pension by extension has already been factored into your compensation. So you're paying me less or so whatever amount you're paying me because you should have factored in the fact that you have a contribution to make. The employee makes theirs and the company makes theirs, their contribution up to 15% that goes into your nominated pension fund manager. They can't even force you to, you can choose anyone you want, like a bank account. You can choose any PFA you want and that amount comes and you get an alert on your phone and you see it. Okay. But I've gotten my pension so, for the month. So who pays for the HMO? Company or staff? The company pays for the HMO, not the staff. There's no contribution to staff in HMO. Okay. HMO is uh, health management, of course, you know that. Yes. It's for, to ensure that you're fit and you're healthy and you have a place to go. The staff has no contribution in HMO. This the com- But the good thing in Nigeria, now you have all kinds of HMO. Very easy, yes. It's so easy to get a HMO. So really, there shouldn't be any organization that cannot get. I mean, there are even some as little as 3,000. One five. I've seen one five. So there really one isn't anything. Now, five. if the conversation is, is the HMO as robust as you would like, that's a different conversation entirely. <laughs> that's a different conversation. Okay. But HMO, yes. Okay, so back to salary is, um, well, staffs have to contribute. But... Contribute? No, just make sure that you understand what performance is in your organization. No, when I mean contribute, at least they have to show that they are working. Work now. Money see, let's take see, let's take salary weights now. Let's take salary <laughs> down to if it's your domestic staff. Okay. Just imagine. I always tell people to just use the same example. Say you have a domestic staff, uh, somebody that is helping you with your kids or housework or your washerman or your gateman, anybody. And let's have that conversation. Imagine your gateman is there. He's been opening the gate, closing the gate, opening the gate. After one year, he said, ah, madam, you know, I know you're going to increase my salary. You will ask him the question, please, what, what, what did you do now that you are asking me for but, salary but, increase? But, but just, well, most Nigerian business owners, but then you go me and you go increase your salary. They most of look at you and say, so honestly, it's almost like a, a conversation we don't want to have, but we, we have to have. That's what I'm saying. So don't have the conversation about salary increase. Have it about performance. Okay, I've done this. I've done this. I've yes. Done this. No. First of all, that's why when you first start the work, you might have asked your manager or supervisor. So please, what does performance mean in this organization? Mm. Like, what does it mean, and how will it be measured? Okay. okay. Um, how about severance allowance? Is it mandatory for the company? Severance is not compulsory. Okay. It depends on the organization's policy. 13 months, uncle. 13 months is not statutory. It's a policy. The company does not owe you 13 months. You know, it's something that we've adopted and many people think is the law. It's not the law in Nigeria. 13 months. An organization that pays 13 months is actually an organization that is very, you know, forward-thinking and appreciative of their employees. And I hope staff appreciate it because not all organizations pay 13 months. Um, my time is almost <laughs> up <laughs> because I'm having fun. Um, now, you you have developed core capacity in HR and competency management. How yeah. does this relationship create an enabling work environment during crisis resolution? Crisis resolution? Uh, well, for, well, for the employees or for the organization? Both of them. Which crisis are we having? Big, big. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay, for the employee, anyway, it's very good when um, you know if you know, if you have a company that is focused on competency management, then usually you have a career map that is set out. So it's easier for staff. So you know where you should be 
per time. What is required for me to move to the next level, which is why this conversation of salary increase don't really come in because you know how you should move. Okay. You know, so that's very important for you to have. From the organization as well, it also removes the subjectivity. I like this person, I don't like this person. It's kind of like what does the document say? Mm. Does this person have the capacity? Have they shown, you know, that they can do this work and has performance been measured adequately? So for crisis religion within employees and with organizations, it just helps the phone lines are yes, buzzing. So. <laughs> Hello, good morning. <laughs> Sorry about that. Hello, good morning. Hello. Hello, good morning. Good morning. Quickly, your name and where are you calling us from? My name is Charles. I'm calling from Shumolu. Okay, Charles. Question or comment? Uh, it's a question. Go ahead, please. Go ahead, please. Okay, uh, my question, what I want to ask the HR person is that talking about uh, work from home Mm. in a situation whereby your organization doesn't see the reason for that, looking at the what is really going on now. Um, How do we really convince our employees, I mean, our employers? Mm. Okay, how do we convince our employers? Thank you. Thank you. Okay, wait, just one more. Let me quickly read this. Hello, good morning. Hello? Good morning, quickly. Your name or what you Yeah, I don't see I'm very much interested in today's uh, topic. <laughs> see, um, there are some companies <laughs> that. Hello? You were here. Give me 30 seconds. Just say it in 30 seconds, please. Okay, some people will measure your work by how you are harsh to your subordinate, not by what you are doing. Um, but for me, I think I'll be a victim of that. When it comes to job, I do it. Then when my subordinate, maybe they did some music, they expected maybe a query from me to them, but I always, okay, go and do that back, but mm. I think that had been, that had denied me some sort of things. So you need by harsh on your subordinate that they, they measure your work on what you do. Okay, okay, then. Thank you. Go ahead. Just answer those two before I read Okay, them. all right. So regarding work from home, thank you for that question, Charles from Shomolu. I remember that name. Um, from work from home, you know, as I said, work from home really gave us a lot of opportunities. But many organizations have a trust issue with their staff. They don't believe their staff will actually be doing the work. And then when the staff actually are at home, they don't actually know how to measure the work that was yeah. done. And unfortunately, we have that eye service culture in Nigeria. Is when I see you, I know that you're working, even though you can be there on Facebook and doing other things. So what you need to do is find a way, uh, maybe working with your HR, how you can show management um, how that work is measured. Mm. That's designed some sort of performance contract that is that is as objective as possible, um, that probably has maybe two or three checks. Like if you do it like a timesheet, your manager can sign off on it and you mm. can show it to management. These are the hours that I worked and this is what I produced. That hopefully should be able to help them. And then from the finance side, you can show the management what they are saving by not running generator, diesel, you know, lights and services in the company for that day because really that is actually a lot of cost. It is, it is, yes. So organizations like to look at what is beneficial. Always pose what is a need for both of them, for the organization, for the employees that can be win-win. Now the harsh one. The harsh one. Well, you have to know what the culture in your organization is. It's not something that you can you can wish away. If your organization that is harshness to employees that they use to measure mm, performance, mm. unfortunately, that is the way it is. Um, if you can't do it, then you just have to accept the fact that it might actually affect your your movement within that organization. It's unfortunate, but really, it's very difficult to fight culture. 
Okay. Um, that's established, yes. Um, quickly, I have. I think some companies only have HR departments to fulfill re- requirements and not necessity. I've been with a company right. in Lagos that only wants HR, a HR that carries out company's orders and sees any requests in staff interest as act of disloyalty. Unfortunately, I had the ill luck of working in a company that deducts pensions but never remits same to staff pension account. No that salary happens. review for seven years, despite being a, a performer. Being an A performer on all appraisals, new promotional roles without salary review, and this company still exists as a top firm in this status. If you were oh, in that goodness. kind of firm and, a, and as an HR personnel, Me. what would you do? CJ from Akoka, yes, they're asking you briefly. If I was there, yes. <laughs> first of all, I, I wouldn't be able to work in that sort of organization mm. um, personally, and that is because I have a very active part I play with management. I'm a strategic partner. And that my MD sees me more than he probably sees anybody else. And I'm always there. We're discussing one issue or the other. So if I have a company that is unresponsive and doing things that are unethical, you cannot not remit <laughs> pensions, you know, then I will have a difficult time working in that sort of a company because it's against my own personal values. Okay. Then. But for staff who are there, but for staff who are there, really, um, that's why, you know, unions are allowed. If you have an, an organization that can be unionized, you might want to do that. And that gives you some sort of... Of, conver- of coverage because by law you cannot even stop employees that want to be unionized mm-hmm. and it actually gives you a lot of um, flexibility to do many things because you're hiding under your professional cover whatever that might be so you may want to look into that okay one word so far for HR and for people coming into HR if you're coming into HR HR is a great um, profession but please it is not a low hanging fruit it's not the easy way in it is hard work it is smart work but it can also be very rewarding please make sure that it's aligned with your own personal values and your commitments to pushing the global collective benefits as opposed to your own personal benefits that's the best way thank you so much thank Thank you you so so much thanks for having me thank you yes finally (laughs) okay then till we come your way again next week saturday like we always say on signals dream again create opportunities for people and because people will be people keep creating opportunities for them have a wonderful week and god bless you want happiness invest in seeing more of it around you (laughs) you want love right invest in those who love you i I love you i love you too you want recognition invest in yourself in your craft in what you're born to do and in who you are you want more money well, invest with Stambic IBTC Asset Management. Email assetmanagement at stambicibtc.com to get started. Stambic IBTC Asset Management, a member of Standard Bank Group. Invest in seeing more of it around you. <laughs> you want love, right? Invest in those who love you. I, I love you. I love you too, You darling. want recognition. Invest in yourself, in your craft, in what you're born to do, and in who you are. You want more money. Well, invest with Stambic IBTC Asset Management. Email assetmanagement at stambicibtc.com to get started. Stambic IBTC Asset Management, a member of Standard Bank Group.
helpful for today. Take this music and use it. Let it take you away. And be hopeful, hopeful, and he'll make a way. Saturday morning breakfast show from the center.